you don't already have a place you like to donate to or are looking for a charity that will benefit a specific cause, you can look up the cause and a little Googling around will help you hone in on a few organizations that sound good. After looking through the websites, make sure you check them out using one of the charity research tools. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. And I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. Hello. Hey, so glad you're with us today. It's been a while since Giving Tuesday, but it's always a good time to give if you have the means or the resources. I agree, Cindy. If you have the money to give and you want to support worthy causes, it definitely feels like the right thing to do. And, and I know when I do it, I feel really good about it. But we know you do have to be careful about where and to whom you give. It's important to know where the money's actually going. So Julie and I thought we'd do a little research on that and share our findings. We decided for the purpose of research and also because we both value giving and often feel eager to do it, that we're each going to donate $50 to a good cause. And maybe you'll join us after you listen in. It seems like it should be simple to give your money away, and it is, but it's your hard-earned money. So you want to make sure it actually goes to help the cause you're trying to support and has a real impact. And no amount is too small. If you donate well, whatever you give will have an impact. Sometimes, especially once you give one time, you can get bombarded with charity requests. Friends and family members also sometimes ask for donations to causes close to their hearts, and all of these requests can pull at your own heartstrings and or make you feel obligated to give more than you planned or to give to a charity that you didn't necessarily choose. Oh, that definitely happens. It's nice to help causes that your family and friends support, but it's also important to focus on issues you care about and that you most want to support. It's okay to save your money for the causes that you most feel align with your values and priorities. Sometimes those things change over time, or sometimes you're loyal to a particular organization that you feel does really good stuff. It's important to understand how charities operate, to know what's going on with the money you give away though. There are a few ways to get this information. Many charities that you're already involved with publish the information in newsletters or on their website. You can also see where respected foundations give their money because they usually vet the organizations they fund. If you think about it, charities can operate like companies, little companies or big companies. They have overhead, they have employees, they have employee benefits, and they have increasing salaries and advertising budgets. You get the idea. How much of the money you donate actually goes to the people in need, the cause that you care about? This is where charity research tools like GuideStar and Charity Navigator come in handy. These groups publish informational reports on various nonprofits. True. And there are also donor networks and giving circles that help members learn more about specific causes or nonprofits and pool money with others to increase impact. 
These groups also have their own vetting process, which can help in your own research. This all means that to truly donate to causes responsibly, you might need to do a little research using GuideStar or Charity Navigator, or look into the group's publications to find out exactly how your money's being used. And you might consider being part of a giving circle. An organization that Julie and I are a part of is an example of a giving circle, and we've mentioned it in the past. Dining for Women, now rebranded as Together Women Rise. It is a giving circle that vets nonprofits working around the world to eradicate poverty and empower women and girls in developing countries. What's great about that is you don't have to research the nonprofits. They do the research, they take applications for grants, and they evaluate the organizations. Then when I donate to Together Women Rise, I feel pretty confident that I'm giving to a legitimate nonprofit. And I even learn about the programs that they provide, which is fascinating. And so I end up feeling like I'm part of a giving team, not just writing a check and sending it off into the ether. And I feel the same way as Julie. It's not for everyone though. A lot of people prefer to give nationally or even locally. If you don't already have a place you like to donate to or are looking for a charity that will benefit a specific cause, you can look up the cause and a little Googling around will help you hone in on a few organizations that sound good. After looking through the websites, make sure you check them out using one of the charity research tools. I also like to give locally, especially to organizations that provide food. It's definitely been a big issue during this pandemic. It has. All nonprofits are required to share their IRS Form 990s when asked, but some put them right on their website. In case they don't, GuideStar at guidestar.org does it for you. They publish it for you. So you can peruse tax information of different charities on that site. Well, I'm no accountant, so I might not completely understand their tax information. <laughs> but just the fact that it's public can make organizations follow their guidelines, you know, extra carefully. Of course, there's more you want to know. We started by looking into Together Women Rise and weren't thrilled with their bronze seal on GuideStar. GuideStar has four seal levels and the lowest is bronze, in which the organization offers only basic information so that people can find them. The levels proceed to silver, gold, and platinum with Platinum offering the most transparent information. Well, to their credit, RISE offers a lot of transparency through their annual report to members, newsletters to chapter leaders and members, and they do have their 990 and other tax information on their website. But it does look like they could do better. I feel pretty good about them, though. On Charity Navigator, RISE is rated as an organization that people can give to with confidence with a rating of three out of four stars, which translates as good. Again, a little disappointing because we want it to be great, <laughs> but their accountability and transparency is 100 out of 100, which is great. It's the financials that leave them at 85 out of 100. Plus it says nothing about impact, leadership, or the culture and community of the organization. Charity Navigator covers a lot of ground. Also, Together Women Rise's program expense ratio is not great. This number reflects the percent of total expenses a charity spends on programs and service delivery versus administrative costs and fundraising. 
This, as with most measures on the site, are calculated using the charity's average expenses over its three most recent fiscal years. So you can see that even well-intentioned, dedicated organizations, and they really are, like Together Women Rise, they just aren't as impressive as we want them to be in their channeling of as much money as possible to the charity that they're supporting. And to be fair, they used to give 100%, but they were much smaller and everybody was a volunteer. Um, they didn't have office space, you know, so as organizations grow, so do their costs. And we have to take that into consideration. Although if I wasn't already a member and loved this organization for many reasons, I might keep looking. I know that's kind of sad. <laughs> but Cindy, we also love this organization because, because it actually vets global organizations that we end up giving to on criteria that we do feel really good about. They have to be apolitical, non-religious, and they have to work to empower women and girls worldwide. Yes, and as it's grown 15 years later, because it's been around that long, it's still within the 75% of income spent on programs that's generally considered a good benchmark for a worthwhile charity. And I, I wanna say too, people who work for charities or work in nonprofits deserve to be paid a good wage. Oh yeah, that is for sure. Yeah. We got it backward in this capitalist country. Another charity rating organization called charitywatch.org specifically suggests not using such ratings like these as the sole determining factor in deciding where to donate or to determine how you view a particular charity. Givewell.org also reviews and researches charities resulting in actual recommendations for giving. They look for charities that save or improve lives the most per dollar, which after all is what we all want when we're giving money. Yes, and as I said, it's important to take into account that administrative costs are important to keep any charity running. Businesses pay its leadership a lot of money, yet we do have a culture around not paying good money to do good things in the nonprofit sector. We really should be paying better wages for these activities and show that they are truly valued. Agreed, like I said, this capitalist country has it upside down. More money should be going to the people who do good works and help others and less should be going to the greedy, often harmful people at the top of that pyramid we talked about in another episode. <laughs> but, but let's not get off course here. <laughs> yeah, and it's not completely off course because it's important to consider that when we talk about rise and how we wish it could still do 100% to the people, but people deserve to be paid and technology is important and office space, all that stuff. So back to rise, since we already donate to this international organization monthly, we did keep looking. We decided to look at some of the groups we interviewed back before COVID when we were interviewing people in and around the city doing great work. Yeah, those were fun times. Maybe we'll get back to that someday. In the meanwhile, we checked out the Poor People's Campaign and found out that some organizations are just too small to be listed on the navigation sites. Many of the organizations we highlighted in the Philadelphia region fit that scenario where you can't find them on the sites. Some of these are, for example, Black Men Heal, Urban Mental Health Alliance, Philadelphia Fight, and Galay, to name a few. That's when you might have to talk to someone from the organization itself, or if you're familiar with the organization, 
maybe you just donate to it anyway to help it reach its goals because those goals are important to you and they're local. This is a really important point. So many organizations that we've highlighted are not listed or only listed by name and basic income and assets. This does not mean they're not worth donating to at all. Oh, of course not. It probably means that they struggle and they're working hard to grow and they're probably overworked and underpaid. Many are too small, too new, or even just too busy doing the work to check to make sure that they're listed in these sites. But I just want to add, we have this sort of paradox, which is the little places where there's a lot of volunteer and very few people paid and the money goes directly is great. But then if we think about Together Women Rise, it's so gigantic and more money goes to administrative, but they do so much more. They can reach so many more people because they're so much bigger. Yeah, it's all important. So then we looked at a bigger one, the Sunrise Movement Education Fund, which is a national organization based in D.C. that supports young people in making climate change a priority across the, the U.S. And we were happy to see them listed with a platinum seal on GuideStar although they were not listed on Charity Navigator because they've only filed electronic taxes for two years and they need three years worth before they can be on the site. As we mentioned, the site takes the average numbers from the past three years. So part of what we learned is that you often have to do your own research and then just give when it really feels right to you. I know it seems a little bit risky and sometimes it might be, but even with a lot of small community projects, and programs, you can see the impact and you know your money went directly to feed, clothe, or educate people or whatever you were going for. And that does feel pretty great. I don't know about you. Um, by you, I mean our listeners. <laughs> but Julie and I have heard a lot about some of the really large, well-known and supposedly loved charities such as Susan B. Komen and the American Red Cross. So we looked them up too. In general, charity rating organizations and a lot of people can be pretty critical of the larger charities. There's a lot of suspicion that the money is not going where it's supposed to, or at least not enough of it is. Large organizations have the potential to develop large infrastructures that they call program and report a small administration. They're often not as transparent about where money goes and donations are harder to track. Sometimes people look at the, you know, $3 million earned by a CEO and get kind of upset. They also have large, diverse programming supplemented and directed by governments and very large funding sources. So I know we can, but you could also be left kind of scratching your head about how much and where the money's actually going, even after you do all the research. Charity evaluator sites give other information as well, such as the organization's gross receipts and assets and a description. It's based on having someone from the organization claiming your organization and offering more information. So if you're part of a nonprofit and want to see it listed, you can find the criteria for being listed on the websites. And if your organization qualifies, you can get rated. That's good to know if, you, if you're running a small organization and you're trying to get known. So basically, research can't stop there because it doesn't tell us how well programs are run or the actual impact in terms of helping the cause we're trying to promote. That's what we're trying to find out about. Yeah. In the end, we thought we were going to go with a recommended charity from one of the evaluative sites, but neither of us felt that they encompassed enough of what we were going for 
local or national direct impact donations. So I chose the Philadelphia Bail Fund at phillybailfund.org, a nonprofit working to end cash bail in Philadelphia. So apparently when someone cannot afford to pay bail, they get detained in a city jail, often for like a hundred days before they even get before a judge. It feels really unfair. If someone else has the bail money or a friend or family member pays it, they get out and they get to live free during the same time period. So this organization's goal is to eliminate money bail in Philadelphia. So they pay it for indigent people as soon as possible so they can get out and they can get released and not have to wait in jail to get before a judge. And the organization also supports reform through education and lobbying efforts. That sounds good. Yeah. And I chose the Philadelphia Black Women's Health Alliance at pbwha.org, which works to improve healthcare outcomes and reduce health disparities for African-American and other minority women and their families. We've done some research and podcasts about the disparities with African-American women's health. Yep. They also have a wellness focus with physical, mental, and spiritual health support for women, as well as programs for vulnerable teens. Also a really good organization. So listeners, who and how will you choose? We would love to hear about your adventures in charitable giving. Yes, we would. And thanks for listening to ours. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Till next time. Take care. 